Shortbox Nation, what's up? It's your host, Botter Milligan. And for our returning listeners and loyal fans, welcome back. And for our new listeners tuning in for the first time, you have now stumbled upon the Shortbox Podcast, Jacksonville, Florida's premier comic book and pop culture podcast for our mission is to bring comic book and pop culture entertainment as well as opinionated discussions to you know-it-all gurus and you newly adopting. I'm riding solo on this intro, but that doesn't mean that more of the cast won't show up later on. I'm actually proud to say we have a very special episode. I know what you're thinking. Special? That word gets thrown around a lot, but stick with me here. Last Thursday, October 22nd, Adam teamed up with Superhero Hive Comic Shop to bring a first-ever Live reading of Adam's newest comic book, Kingdom Bum. It's being published by Action Labs, uh, Danger Zone Imprint. It's written by himself, uh, Rick Marshall, art by John Reed, and colors by Jen Hickman. Adam threw the reading at Superhero Hive here in Riverside and invited a couple of local talent and names to take part in the reading. Uh, Most notable included Cesar Cordero, our very own co-host Funny Man, as well as Neil and Jonathan, who work and uh, manage Superhero Hive, James Green, comic book professor, and Brett from Jack's Nerds. Adam's goal is to bring comic book fans and collectors a very unique sneak, sneak preview of issue one uh, in a very live setting, intimate, as well as engaging setting. Uh, I was responsible for recording duties, and I had a blast. I had to hold in the laughter that I wanted to to just let out because I had such a good time. Uh, Cesar and all of the other readers did such a great job just bringing these characters to life. And right now you can actually pre-order the comic book itself, Kingdom Bum, which has been kind of described as Game of Thrones meets Cardboard Homes. So if you look in the October preview, preview magazine, uh, in the Action Lab section, I think the page is around 241, if I'm not mistaken. The pre-order code is October, OCT, 151027. So go ahead and pre-order that while you can. Talk to your local comic shops. Tell them that you want Kingdom Bum. So without much further ado, we'll actually get into the episode, but I wanted to give a chance for our new listeners. If you like what you hear and you want more Shortbox podcast content, go to our official website, www.shortboxjacks.com. From there, we have links for all of our various online outlets and channels, such as SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher Radio. From there, at any one of these three sites, you can find any of our latest episodes or music from the show for free. You can stream and download. It's all there. Um, All we ask is that you guys leave a review and rating if you can. It helps us out in the long run. And uh, while you're at it, find us on social media. Search The Short Box Jacks. We're on Facebook. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram and Twitter. So hit us up. Contact us. We'll gladly read an email or a gripe or a compliment or anything that you guys may want to ask. We'd love to hear from the listeners. So definitely take advantage of that. So with all that being said, all the business out the way, I want to go ahead and bring in the real episode. Episode 107, The Live Kingdom Bum Reading Show. So now, ladies and gentlemen, it is start time. Are you ready for start time? Thank you, and thank you very kindly. Yeah, it's kid. Short box, season three. Let's go. Elevated music. Yeah. They said the third time's the charm. Late with the sunny dogs, hotter than hell's kitchen, breaking down these podcast walls. The short box, come take a ride on this epic voyage. Fanboys and fangirls, we we'll fill your comic void. iTunes, the short box, subscribe for you and yours. Marvelous men, our image, I know you can't ignore. They couldn't see a dark horse, we on our own accord. From DC to Gotham, we the crew they searching for. We run the gauntlet, not even Thanos could knock us out. Flash from the past to the future, we'll always be on top. The pleasure's all mine, season three, over and now. Yeah. 
welcome to the live read of the comic book Kingdom Bum Number 1 by Action Lab Comics. Let me introduce you to our cast. Playing Edmund, Waylon, the bartender, Oscar, and the bum from scene 8, Neil Sindesich. Hey everybody, my name is Neil Sindesich. I own a couple of comic shops in First Coast City or Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, you can come by and see us at Superhero Beach or Superhero Hive. Playing the conspir- conspirator number three, Walter, Boots, Sal, and the train bum is Jonathan Sanders. Hey guys, I'm Jonathan. I'm the manager at Superhero Hive, and I love podcasts. Playing the roles of conspirator number two, Simon, the brute, Mick the bar owner, and the bum from season nine is Cesar Cordero. Hey everybody, what's up? Stay in school. Playing the roles of Iggy. The teen, the old bum, thugs, and son is Brett Ricketts. Hey everybody, this is Brett Ricketts, uh, creator of Jacksonville Nerd. If you can, go check that out, www.jacksnerd.com. And playing the roles of conspirator number one, Philip the Axe, Nick, and the master is James Green. Hi, I teach visual art at La Villa School of the Arts as well as comics, and you can check us out at Comic Book Studies at La Villa on Facebook. And my name is Adam Wallet, co-writer, co-creator of Kingdom Bum, and I will serve as narrator and the reporter. Without further ado, we bring you Kingdom Bum number one. Scene one, The Conspiracy. Several years ago, a group of homeless men sit on the floor of a dark room. A few lit candles are on the floor between them. The leader, a bearded man named Edmund, leads the meeting. It's decided, then. The axe must fall. Yes, but we have to make absolutely certain the people believe it's for their own good. Agreed! If they suspect treachery, they'll tear us to shreds! The people are fools! They can be bought with a few crumbs and a roof to huddle under. Hmm, but still, it would help to have one of their heroes on our side. What about young Simon? They love him. I've seen him preaching to them like a messiah. Yes, Simon is perfect. Him in our corner will be unstoppable. A light flicks on. The men are surprised by a teenager who has shown up early for his shift at the donut shop. The homeless men scatter for the back door. Ah, Jesus! Jimmy, call the cops! The bums are back! Scene 2. Enter the axe. Meanwhile, under a bridge on the bank of the St. John's, an old axe smashes through a grimy thumb. Shunk. Yeah! The thumbless bum, Iggy, lets out a painful shriek. His friend, Walter, kneels by to help him. The man who took his thumb, Philip the axe, looms angrily over Iggy, taunting him with his bloodied axe. A few steps away, Simon stands with his back to the group. Anguish weighs heavily on his face. And that, kiddo, is why you don't steal from the axe. It's not the end of the world, Iggy. You're still one opposable thumb better than most mammals. Philip, this is madness. Madness? Madness would be doing nothing. An empty threat diminishes respect. A thumb on the ground sends a message. This isn't the way, Philip. These are good people. Young, simple Simon. Soon you'll realize there is only one way to rule. With an iron fist! Scene 3, The Peddlers. An old-looking bum is sitting outside a grocery store panhandling. A well-dressed woman drops spare change into his cup. 
Across, across the street, two bums are watching the panhandler. One is Waylon, a bearded veteran of the streets. The other is a young man without shoes. His name is Boots. Wayland is picking half-smoked cigarette butts from a garbage can. Boots is holding an old paper coffee cup filled with change. Thank you, ma'am. He's a real rainmaker, ain't he, Waylon? Yep, 30 years old and looks like he's 80. <laughs> You're kidding. It's the dirt. A little under the eyes and on the forehead... You can add 10 years per coat if you know what you're doing. Gotta make sure to dirt, though. Show up here with dog shit on your face, and the guards will chase you away faster than you can say, Salvation Army. Boots sifts through the change in his cup. Remember to set aside half for the axe. Half now, greedy bastard. When's it gonna stop? Watch your tone, Boots. You never know who's listening. The old panhandler is now joined Waylon and Boots. He's holding up a box of macaroni and cheese like a kid who just got a sweater for Christmas. Far behind him, a big burly homeless man stomps toward them, angrily grumbling to himself. Do you believe this? That old woman gave me a goddamn box of cheesy mac. Where the fuck am I gonna find two tablespoons of butter and a quarter cup of milk? You have a stove? The big burly bum finally catches up to the trio. His arms are crossed over his chest, revealing a tattoo of an axe on his shoulder. What are you holding, fellas? A few bones, mostly copper. That's it? Hey, man, we're working our asses off out here. Speaking of which, hand over the cigs. Since when are butts part of the deal? No lip, pal. The axe is having a mandatory meeting tonight. You got a problem with your tributes? You can take it up with him there. Asshole. Scene 4. The Proposition. Later that evening, Iggy is in an alley with Simon and Simon's most trusted friend, Sal. Sal is holding his hands over Iggy's eyes. They're sitting around an upside trash can. Iggy is holding his hand up, displaying his brand new thumb, a bottle opener attached to his hand with a leather strap. All done, my friend. So, what now? Let me see! I'm not sure, Sal. I fear this won't be the last appendage I'll have to replace. The group is interrupted when Edmund appears at, at the opening of the alley. Fear is the axe's greatest weapon. Some of us think it's time to take it from him. And how do you suppose you'll do that, Edmund? Revolution. The axe will fall tonight, but we cannot do it alone. The people, they trust you, Simon. Will you stand with us when we make our move? I will, but on one condition. No violence. You have my word. Tonight, the reign of terror ends. Edmund exits the alley, and Simon turns to Sal. Iggy pops open a bottle, testing out his new thumb. Fashink! Do you trust him? No, but he may be the lesser of two evils. Scene 5. Mandatory Meeting Dozens of homeless people have gathered inside an old abandoned theater. Philip stands in the center of the stage, looking out over the crowd. In one hand, he holds his trademark axe. In the other, what appears to be a KFC-style chicken bucket. Bums of First Coast City, you have failed me. And in doing so, you have failed yourselves. What will it take for you to finally get the message? Philip tips over the bucket and dozens of thumbs tumble down onto the stage. Pay up or answer to my axe. Or is it time I start taking more than thumbs? Out in the crowd, Edmund gives a nod to someone in the distance. 
and a few seconds later, cloaked figures emerged from backstage and impaled the two guards protecting Philip with metal shanks. Philip turns toward the attacks, his makeshift axe raised over his head as if he's about to strike down one of the attackers. Treason! With Philip's back to the ground, Edmund takes the time to strike and viciously attacks Philip, driving an old rusty knife into his back. Shunk! Simon watches helplessly nearby, screaming at Edmund. Edmund, no! Simon lunges at Edmund with the long candlestick, striking him on the jaw and knocking the knife to the ground. Not like this. What do we do? Kill him! Sal, Walter, and Waylon join in the fight, each taking out one of the conspirators. Edmund and the cloaked conspirators are slinking back into the shadows. Walter, Waylon, protect Simon! You're a fool, Simon. This was the only way. I've heard those words uttered twice today. They're no more true than when they were from the axe. It's now or never, Simon. I know. Simon turns to address the crowd of homeless people who now stand in disbelief of everything that just happened. Today, my brothers and sisters marks the beginning of a new life. A life of freedom, of prosperity. Philip saw you as peasants to be ruled. You are not. The people outside see you as bums. So be it. Today we stand united. Today we become a kingdom. A kingdom of bums. Simon lifts his arms up at his side. Rise. Scene 6. New Blood. Many years later, a train barrels down the train tracks toward First Coast City. Two homeless guys clutch to the rails on the back of the last car. One is Sun, the other is a random bum. They're trying to have a conversation over the screeching of the train. Where you're headed, man? First Coast City. Best you keep moving, that whole city's gone ape shit. That's probably what another rumor they're spreading to keep away outsiders. What? The bum loses his grip on the railing and, and falls off the train just as the train has come to a complete stop. I said that's just a rumor. Oh, shit! The, the bum is on the ground and looks up at Sun. He holds up his hand so Sun can see he is missing a thumb. Does this look like a fucking rumor to you? <laughs> a few minutes later... Sun finds himself in the, clo- in the closest establishment he could find to the railroad, a crap hole of a bar named Mix. Sun is sitting at the bar next to a shady character who appears to be hiding behind a copy of the folio. He peeks out from behind the folio, eyes Sun, his old dusty backpack, then returns to his paper for cover. The bartender spots Sun. What you drinking, Mac? Eh, just water, thanks. Let's cut through the bullshit, newbie. Where you from, how long you staying, and have you found a safe place to stay yet? Excuse me? You heard me. Motherfucker! Mick, the owner of, his, of this fine establishment, furiously stomps toward them. How many times have I got to tell you? You want to play your bloody spy games in the bar? You best be drinking while you do it. Make an order a hump off. Uh, sure, I'll take a... No problem, Mick. He'll take your mother and a pack of rubbers to go, you half-Irish piece of... Before Nick can finish his threat, they find themselves laying on the sidewalk outside of the bar with Mick chastising them from the doorway next to a large meathead bouncer. I'll see you wankers here again without a pint in front of you. I'll have a Roger Belka for bloody arseways. What was that about? Limey pricks had it in for me lately. Name's Nick. Son, thanks. Son? It's a long story. I'm gonna hump off before he sends that monster back out here. Hold up, sunshine. It's getting dark, and I wasn't kidding you about needing somewhere safe to crash. Uh, what makes you think I don't have a place? Well, for one, that hobo sack is a dead giveaway. 
You've been living out of it for months, right? And two, no one's ever set foot in mix that wasn't either dead broke or on the way to lie down on the tracks. Which does that make you? I'm the guy that decides who stays and who goes, one way or the other. Now, you want to see about that place or not? Scene 7, Oscar. Meanwhile, in downtown First Coast City, an old Boots sits panhandling next to a dumpster. A woman drops a few coins into his cup. He still doesn't have any shoes. Thank you, ma'am. A voice booms from the dumpster next to Boots, startling him. Yo, Boots, you better get moving. Boots lifts the dumpster lid and looks in. Jesus, Oscar, you been in there this whole time? Of course I have. Now get your ass moving. There's a meeting at the old theater. Starts in ten minutes. Hey, you got a nice setup in here. Behind the upholstery. Scene 8. The Voluntary Meeting. A few blocks away at the same old theater where the bloody coup took place years ago, a gray-haired Walter stands guard outside a side door in the alley. He waves a bunch of bums through the door. The last man in line appears to be a reporter wearing an overcoat and a camera hanging from his shoulder. Walter stops him. All right, you guys are good. Not so fast, buddy. Hey, man, you studying that abridged book of door guarding or something? Hey, what's the big deal? Walter rips the man's camera from the straps. Whoa, that's not mine, dude. Hey, uh, found it in a dumpster. Well, then, I guess you won't mind if I toss it. Time to pound pavement, man. Yo, whoa. Nick strolls down the alley with Sun cautiously a few steps behind him. Walt tosses the camera into the dumpster. Oscar's voice echoes from the dumpster. Sweet. Nick, good to see you, brother. This is Sun. He's with me. Friend of yours is good enough for me, man. Meeting's in five. Hurry up, you'll miss the donuts. You can hold up here while we're in town. We'll find you a room as soon as the meeting's over. Meeting? Sun is awestruck as he entered the auditorium. The room is jam-packed with homeless people, and the place is lit with dozens of candles propped up on scavenged lampposts and makeshift containers. Simon is at the center of the stage with four other people, Waylon, Cheeks, B, and Stevenson, Simon's ministry. Everyone is eating donuts. Brothers and sisters, let's get started. What the? What, you were expecting Shakespeare? You got some serious explaining to do. All in due course, sonny boy. Now, let's see what Simon has to say. I hereby call this meeting to order. As usual, we will begin with the airing of grievances and useful anecdotes. Simon pauses to scan the crowd and points toward a man waving his hand enthusiastically. Tipsy of the Scavengers Guild, what say you? This was a good week on the cans and bottle front, sir. We sent a load over to the Ministry of Supply this morning for processing. At this rate, we'll meet our annual quota and then some. Excellent work, Tipsy. Simon points to another member of the audience, one dressed in the finest of bumware. Sebastian of the Livery Guild, you have the floor. Plastic bag collections continues to describe, sir. The city's new go-green policy is really eating into our reserves. Hmm. The rainy season is almost upon us. Plastic is a priority. Your report will be logged. Who's next? A greasy man emer uh, emerges from the crowd. I would like to register a complaint. Those fools are happy to suck their thumbs and listen to your fairy tale of freedom, but we know where your tyranny leads. In the crowd, Nix looks concerned. Son still has no clue what's going on. 
Uh, this isn't normal. Let's get a closer look. The greasy bum is at the foot of the stage and pulls a large knife from under his shirt. Walter is, positions himself between the man and Simon. Your kingdom will fall! Resist, and you'll learn! Instead of attacking Simon, the man slashes his knife down, slicing his own thumb from his hand, then thrusts his thumbless hand high above his head, blood gushing from the wound. Cut off the thumb and four more will take its place. The thumbless will rise! Walter moves swiftly and whacks the crazy bum over the head with the broomstick. While Simon and his ministry gather around the man's crumpled body, no one notices the second bum kneeling to retrieve the severed thumb from the pool of blood. What do you think he meant? Moron thought his thumb grew back. No, no. What did you think he meant by we? I fear, my friends, that our past might be coming back to haunt us. Nick and Son finally make their way to the front of the crowd. Simon, who was that guy? What can we do to help? Nick, my boy, this man will need medical attention, and then I'd like to... <clears throat> and then I'd like you to help Walter find a safe place to detain him. Somewhere secret. And who is your new friend? Uh, son, sir. And don't worry, I have all my thumbs. <laughs> son, indeed. Scene 9, A Rat Goes Home. The bum who stole the severed thumb scurries out of the theater, down a dark alley, drops down an open manhole cover it into the sewers, and races down the tunnel until he reaches a large open area filled with tanks and piping. He immediately drops to his knees before a man in a long hooded robe. This is the master. Is it done? Yes, master. And your new brother, the messenger? Captured, sir. The master turns towards the bum. Behind him, more hooded men stand with their hands raised to the sky. The master speaks. Good. It is time to begin. Phase two. To be continued. Thank you all very much for listening to the live read of Kingdom Bum number one to be published by Action Lab Comics. You can pre-order your first issue of Kingdom Bum at your local comic book store. It will be in stores on December 30th. Contact your local comic book store to get your copy.